Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we've got Dominic Fisterer. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, you're, yeah that was good. Fister. Okay, okay. Oh, Fister. Okay. Fister, um, yes. Yeah. All right, there we go. He yeah. writes for us here at the Viking Age, so welcome to the show, Dominic. Do you go by Dominic or Dom? Dominic's good, yeah. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, perfect. Um, before we get into some Vikings talk, it's said in your bio on the Viking Age that you were a former college quarterback. So I did some Googling, and I found something out that we have in common. So you ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. Like yourself, I am also a graduate of New Hartford Senior High School. No way. <laughs> You're kidding me. Class of 2005. I, wow. That is crazy. <laughs> Small world, huh? Small world. Um, so, yeah. You were five. So, yeah, I think we talked, we were talking before the show that you're living in, in D.C. now. And um, so I could talk to you about like tomato pie and chicken riggies. And most yeah. people, oh most people listening to this would have absolutely no idea what and we, we were talking about. We could only feel bad for them because they have no idea. <laughs> Wow, right. that's crazy. Right? I know. I saw it last night. And I was like, well, would you look at that? Um, so you played football in high school, and then uh, where'd you go to college? Yeah, so I graduated uh, from New Hartford in 2016. I ended up at Colgate University for a couple years. I which, spent Which my dad works at. My dad works there, too. So there's really? another There's another guy. He's, wow, uh, that's he runs, funny. He runs the dining halls or whatever there. Um, oh, cool. Pat, oh, yeah, Frank, it, Frank Dining Hall? Uh 
Pat. He's got like a white beard or whatever. If you remember that dude, um, if it comes to mind. But yeah, he works there. I'm like, Jesus, this dude's like connected. And then you said you went to what Syracuse after that? Yeah, I went to I went to Colgate for two years, freshman sophomore year. Transferred after my sophomore year to Ithaca College, where I oh, played uh, yeah played quarterback there for my junior senior year, and then um, decided I wanted to coach football. So there I was applying to a bunch of grad schools and ended up at Syracuse. Didn't end up coaching, but decided to get my degree and just finished up at Syracuse this past May. Yeah, and my uh, my wife's from Syracuse, so we're just just Look like at this. so Look at many. Us. So I got <laughs> I got my Cuse hat on and everything. Wow, you know. I miss that's one thing I miss probably from being from that area um, is going to the dome and stuff because that's like an unreal experience to see a, a college game. I feel like at least basketball wise um, to go to the dome. And I don't know if a lot of people realize like how crazy it can get in there and get 30,000 people in there for a college basketball game and get get a uh, pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, a lot. We got we got lots of connections going on here we got new hartford colgate syracuse went to ithaca i went to fisher so fisher then fisher did fisher play ithaca we went to the fisher. yeah we would mix yep. it up with fisher yep so i went to i went to fisher too so just so many so many connections um small world all right so this is a vikings podcast so let's get into some talk about the vikings so it's the middle of july training camp is at the end of the month so there isn't a whole lot going on right now, but you know this is probably the the only slow month of the the year when it comes to the NFL. It's where people kind of try and lay low, you know, unless you're you know, Richard Sherman or, or something like that. Um, but uh, still, we've got some stuff to talk about, including Anthony Barr recently saying the other day that he believes the Vikings have a Super Bowl winning team this year. So Dominic, you recently wrote about some past trends that might indicate a Super Bowl. Super Bowl could actually be in the cards for this year's Vikings. But in your own opinion, do you do you agree with Barr that the Vikings are capable of of winning the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I think like when when they signed Kirk Cousins in uh 2000 after the 2017 season, I think this was the type of team that they thought they were bringing him into. It didn't turn out to be that way in 2018, 19 or 20. But I think and like everything's coming together this year. You know, they're going to have in 2017, they had top 10 offense, top 10 defense, number one scoring defense, top five defense on third down. So I think you're going to see a lot of that same style of play out of the defense with the free agents to bring it in. I'm really excited, obviously, about the big names like Patrick Peterson, Delvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce is coming back. And I think guys like Bashad Breland is a huge signing. He's a taller corner, 5'11", six foot just turned 29 years old so hasn't hit that magic number 30 yet Mm -hmm. and i think that you're going to have that defense really come together under zimmer i'm sure he still wakes up in terror at night after watching this past year's defense i think that the offense is going to click on all cylinders as well i like that they kept some continuity because in zimmer's tenure as a head coach i think i can't count on one hand how many offensive coordinators we've seen come in from North Turner to Pat Shermer to Stefanski, mm-hmm. Gary Kubiak. So to keep some continuity from the past couple of years with Stefanski, Gary Kubiak, and now Clint Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, I think will help the offense tremendously. I actually just was doing a little research, saw Irv Smith speaking very highly of the offense. You have uh, Adam Thielen coming back, Dalvin Cook coming back, mm-hmm. and Justin Jefferson coming back, not just coming back, but they're all healthy. I know Dalvin Cook 
in the early stages of his career has had some injury issues here and there, missed a lot of games. But I think him with a healthy offseason, not rehabbing, but training and getting better is going to be awesome. I think that the offensive line is going to be better than it has been in years past. Um, I'm just, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I think that this is the team. This was the plan in mind when they brought in Kirk Cousins a couple years ago to send, to put him around this type of talent in this type of roster. And I think that their, their vision is going to be played out and, you know, to guarantee a Super Bowl is, is, you know, at one thing, but I think the Vikings, you're going to see a, uh, not only just a double digit win team, but I think they're going to win 12. 12 to 13 games. I think this is going to be one of the stronger teams in the NFC. Whatever happens with Rodgers in Green Bay this year would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> the drama there. So the, you're looking at, I think they're division champs, uh, NFC North division champs this year. And I agree with Anthony Barr that if the, if the Super Bowl, if this Cousins thing, if it's going to work out, it's going to yep. play out, it's going to be this year. So what do you think the biggest hurdle will be for, for the Vikings to overcome? in order to win the Super Bowl next season? I think the biggest hurdle for the Vikings is going to just be the obstacles from just gelling together mm-hmm. on defense because you're going to have, you have, I don't know how many new faces, but a lot, Patrick yeah. Peterson, yeah, a lot of new faces. The only, the, the caveat to that, a lot of new faces, is that the offseason is kind of normal where last year they had a yep. COVID yep. offseason they had to fight through. This year, a little bit more normal. So you're going to have veterans kind of gelling together, yep. learning a new system. I, I mean, if there's a coach to take a lot of new faces and make them gel together, it's Mike Zimmer. I think that there's a lot of young faces on the offensive line that could pose some troubles in right. terms of just like communicating a pass pro and, and what not. So, but I, I think that those are, I mean, these guys are pros. I think that, you know, a, a full off season, not a COVID off season will help them to overcome these obstacles as well. Yeah, I think it's um we saw we've seen clips and whatever from OTAs and seen heard stuff from I'm not sure if you've been listening to Patrick Peterson's podcast, but he's been talking about how you know how well guys have already been clicking like him and Xavier Woods and Harrison Smith and Kenzie Alexander have just been able to just not even talk to each other, just give each other a look and switch something up on the field already, you know, which is which like you said is great because last year they wouldn't have been able to do that. They would have had to do everything on Zoom or whatever, like I, which is why I think a big reason why the defense struggled. I think the Vikings they were banking on having those OTAs and you know the mini camp to get those guys up to speed, like the Cameron Dantzler and Jeff Gladney, because as you notice, as the season went along, they played a lot better. Um, but then you know, and and earlier in the year, you know, when you're facing Aaron Rodgers and he's just burning you, gashing you on your own home field in your empty stadium, um, it's hard to just gauge how well those guys are going to play. Um, so just at the end of last, at the end of last season, <laughs> did you think it was going to even be possible that we would be talking in July about the Vikings having a chance to win the Super Bowl next season? I no, no, I thought it was over. <laughs> I thought this, like, this is it. Like draft a quarterback in the draft, kind of maybe mm-hmm. trade some pieces, get some capital, you know, let cousins be the bridge to the next guy and just totally kind of rebuild. But I think, you know, Spielman and Zimmer all in. And I think that they've really, they're really, you know, they don't just talk about it. You hear every team 
every team from high school to college to the NFL before the season says, oh, we're going to be champions. We're going to be so. So that's one thing to say. So Anthony Barr's comment on we're going to be a Super Bowl team doesn't surprise me. Zimmer and Spielman's actions of adding this new talent and really doubling down on this year's team is what makes me confident in their ability to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I feel like they uh, they went all in, especially on the, the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of guys with, with one-year deals. I know the salary cap decreasing has a lot to do with that as well because guys just want to be able to get their money next year. Um, if they're going to get it, they're not going to just get the low end this year when they know that there's probably going to be a lot more available next year. But at the same time, a lot of these, these guys came to the Vikings because they know Mike Zimmer you know, is a good coach and he can get he, – he's – Good with defensive backs, which is why Patrick Peterson came here, which is why Bashad Breeland came here. Like all, Xavier Woods, all these guys, they know Zimmer has a great track record. Um, as much as you know, some people might think that you know he his weaknesses or or that he didn't perform well last year, but he was working with like basically a practice squad defense uh, towards the end of the year with all the injuries and and opt outs and things like that. So last year was just just weird. For for every team, uh, but especially the Vikings, just it was there was a lot going on. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they do with having a pretty much a normal off season. We get preseason games this year as well, so that'll be good for some of the younger guys to work out those those kinks, and even the older guys, like like just to be able to gel and figure out where guys are on the field because you know game speed is way 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 different than than being practice at, at training camp. So. All right, so Pro Football Network, which is a great site. Go check that out if you haven't already. They are currently revealing their top 100 players for 2021. And in their rankings, they have Justin Jefferson ranked at number 31 and Dalvin Cook at number 36. So after only one year in the league, do you think Jefferson should be ranked higher than Dalvin Cook on you know any of these lists that rank every player in the NFL? I think it's it's certainly surprising and until you dig into it a little bit more. Like we talked I just talked a little bit earlier, you know, Dalvin Cook's had some some injury histories. Mm-hmm. Um I think he he missed some games last year as well. And I think the ceiling for Justin Jefferson is just so unbelievably high that mm-hmm. at the end of this upcoming season, we might look back and be like, Holy cow, they only had Justin Jefferson at thirty one. Mm-hmm. So I think that they, it's kind of the writing on the wall of what Justin Jefferson is about to do, what he's able to do. I think Dalvin Cook being 36 is really interesting because mm-hmm. he's someone who maybe could wiggle his way into some MVP conversations. Mm-hmm. The way yeah. he's he's really able to put a put the offense on his back in some games. I remember, I think it was in 2019, we were at Green Bay down two or three scores and he breaks off a 70 yard run and we ended up tying green Bay. And it's just like, he he can score in an instant and it's just, yeah, he's just one of the most explosive players in the NFL. But I think just injury history and just missing games is what, is what puts him at 36. Who do you think is more important to the Vikings success in 2021 cook or Jefferson? Uh, I would have to say Cook, probably, just because of their scheme, what they want to do. You know, Zimmer wants to – if you look at their record, I always love this. Every time they play a primetime game, two numbers that come up are, like, Cousins, like, being whatever, 
on in yeah, prime time games or on whatever, TV. Two and whatever, yeah. And the second stat that always pops up, which really intrigues me, is their record under Zimmer when they run the ball twenty five or more times. Yep. I believe they've. I don't know how many wins they have, but I believe they've only had one or two losses if it's they good, run yeah. the ball twenty five or more times. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's always good when they're running the ball. Like you mentioned that play last year against the Packers, and people always maybe question why the Vikings run so much. Uh, it's to get the ball in Dalvin Cook's hands because he can break a seventy yard run just like that. He can take a screen and go sixty yards. Like, just get him the ball in his hands, and he can do a lot of things. As far as injuries go, he only missed one game last year due to injury. The other game that he didn't play in was because his father passed. So he only missed one game. I know he went out maybe uh, for the Seattle game in in the second half and then maybe uh, a little bit for a couple other games. But his injury injury, uh, record the last maybe two years isn't as bad as it was his first – uh, first two years with the the Vikings, but I am curious to see how he does. He had a giant workload the last two years, over I believe like over three hundred twenty touches both years. Um, and history says that's usually not that great, at least for running backs. Look at Christian McCaffrey, uh, some guys like that who just uh, you just break your body breaks down. And I'm curious with the seventeen games, you know that extra game. Curious to see how the Vikings uh, treat that if they're going to give him maybe a little a little less each game to kind of try and keep him to to be able to last longer. So um, some other Vikings in that pro football network rankings are Adam Thielen at number 79 and Daniil Hunter at number 72. Um, so there's the last time I saw this, there was 30 left. Um, I I feel like I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to make it if he hasn't already because I don't think people think he's a top 30 player. This is nothing against Cousins, but I just don't the the general public I don't feel like doesn't see that maybe he is I'll have to check it out later uh, but I feel like maybe Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks would be the only ones that might still make it um, if not I'd be very surprised if the Vikings only had four players on there uh, now Dominic I don't know speaking of quarterbacks if you've been checking out all these quarterback rankings that you know a bunch of different sites have been putting out recently but a lot of them have been ranking Matthew Stafford ahead of Kirk Cousins. Now, are you someone who believes that Stafford, now with the Rams, should be ranked higher than Cousins heading into next season? So I, I think the, the community is not going to be a big fan of my response to this. Oh, I, I actually, I, I think that Matthew Stafford is, is a really, really good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think he's a heck of a football player. I think if he wasn't on the Lions for the better part of his career. Um, well, you're going to see what what he's going to do in Los right. Angeles this year. I think I think it's going to speak for himself. I really, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Stafford goes for five thousand yards this year and really has a has a stellar season. I do think that he's a better quarterback than Cousins. I think that there's like a few quarterbacks that can make this, these types of throws that Stafford makes. I think he's is it a lot better though? Do you think it's like I I. I don't know. It's really tough to say. Um, they're also just completely different quarterbacks. Yeah. I think. I think that you know Stafford's ability to throw on different platforms and throw on the run, and he's more of a gun gunslinger kind of. He's he's in that category of of style of play with Mahomes and Russell yeah. Wilson yeah. and Carson Wentz and guys that can really just 
just make things happen where where Cousins can really like when when the Vikings offense gets going, Cousins is like one of the most efficient quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL. Whereas Stafford can make some throws and make some plays that you know Cousins couldn't make. I think Stafford, I would give the arm talent to Stafford. I would give yeah, I, I would give the arm talent to Stafford. You know, his fourth quarter comebacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, which he's had to do a lot with the Lions. I think a lot of those mm-hmm. statistics, like fourth quarter comebacks, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't have to come back in the fourth quarter if you weren't playing for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing I like to talk about with quarterbacks is like they control the game so much where people talk about wins and losses, like not being a quarterback stat. But, you know, at the same time, you can look back at a game and be like, there's one or two plays in a game where like one or two throws, one or two plays where the quarterback could have made that he didn't, that yep. kind of attributes to the loss. So I think that, you know, people can cry for Stafford being in Detroit all they want, but, you know, you could probably look back at the film and be like, okay, well, he tried to fit a ball into double coverage for Marvin Jones or something and, you know, it got picked off. And so I think that it can go either way when you talk about wins and losses, but I think Stafford's like really, really a special, special talent. So you think he'll do well with the Rams? I think he'll do well with the Rams. I actually, my, my probably – my hottest take this year is like Stafford's going to be in the MVP conversation. Oh, wow. I, think. I think the Rams are going to be probably losing the Vikings in the NFC championship game. Oh, wow. But um, yeah, I, think I could, Stafford's going to be right, right there. See, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened because I agree that he has a lot of talent, but I just think he's just never been able to put it together. I feel like, you know, as bad as the lions were, I feel like he had a lot of weapons when he was there. As far as Calvin Johnson goes, you mentioned Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, some of those guys. Um, just any, I think he has one. I don't even think he has a playoff win. I don't think he's never won a playoff game in his career. Obviously, that that could do with the Lions as well. Um, but even when the Lions were good, they just weren't able to get over over that hump. Um, and I'm I'm more of just a wait and see kind of thing on him. Like if he comes out and is really good, I will will not be surprised, but I'm just going to expect more of the same from him. I kind of look at it in a situation where I know he's not as old, but like when Philip Rivers went to the Colts last year where, you know, we know he's kind of not been, he, he had success with the Chargers. Um, so maybe, you know, he can bring that to the, the Colts and it was kind of, kind of the same thing with the, with the Colts where like, you know, one week he's just chucking all over the field and, doing great and then next week he's throwing pick six to to cost you the game so i'm just i'm i'm curious about stafford i i know he's got sean mcveigh um so i'm curious to see how that goes i'm curious to, to you know i i thought of this today if kirk cousins was available who would sean mcveigh want would he want matthew stafford or kirk cousins because he's worked with cousins in the past and they did really well together um so i was just thinking of that today uh, do you think the Vikings ceiling would be any higher if Stafford was their quarterback instead of Cousins for this year, uh, I think it's I think it's different. I think the I think Cousins is a really good fit for their system and the way they want to yeah. run the football and the way they want to, you know, run play action and, and boot. You know, the, they they run their offense to the strengths of Kirk Cousins. I think if, yep. if Stafford was there, it would be a little bit different. I think you would see them go out of shotgun a little bit more, yep. and they like to use their two and three tight end sets. I think. Um, I think it would just look a lot different if Stafford was the quarterback. Uh, it kind of it's similar the way you talked about how if McVay would rather want Stafford or Cousins. It's kind of similar to like those rumors way back when when they were the Vikings were going to trade Cousins to the San Francisco 49ers. Right. 
Shanahan. And in the Shanahan thing is very, it's kind of similar to what the Vikings run as well, where, where you run a lot of tight end sets and you run a lot of boo well, yeah, naked. They were all they were all in Washington, Washington together. So yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if the ceiling would be any. I feel like it'd kind of just be the same because, like you said, it's it's a Cousins is a good scheme fit for for the Vikings offense and what they like to do. He he's really good uh play action. He he's actually a really accurate uh, quarterback downfield. Um, I don't know if a lot of people realize that, um, but he's he's good at chucking the ball downfield. Um, and I just don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how Stafford Stafford has never had. A running back like Dalvin Cook, I don't think ever. I, don't, um, I, I he had like one a thousand yard rusher in Detroit, I think. I I can't and, remember who that was. Like was it Legarrett Blunt? I don't even. Yeah, I don't know. I like, was it? I don't know. I want to say it was, was like Reggie Bush. Bush. Yeah, I want to say it was Reggie Bush. But wow, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's but even that he's never had a guy like Dalvin Cook. Where I feel like that that probably eases maybe a little pressure on Kirk Cousins a little bit when he just knows he has the luxury of just handing the ball off to Dalvin Cook and he can just take it to the house and the drive's over. For um, sure. For so, sure. I mean, would we yeah. win in, in Atlanta in 2019 or 2000, 2019? We'd be Season Atlanta. opener? Yeah, he, he threw like 12 passes. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, yeah. I was, and then, you know, that started everything with, with Diggs, you know, not being too yeah. happy. Uh, so uh, <laughs> then they, they were like, all right, maybe we should pass it a little bit more. Um, all right, so we'll get you out of here with this. When the Vikings begin training camp at the end of the month um, and they play their three preseason games, uh, what position battle are you going to be the most interested in? Um, I would love to see what's going on in the defensive line as well as that wide receiver three position. I think safety will be really interesting too because you have Xavier Woods coming in, you have Cam Bynum who they drafted, and, and just replacing that Anthony Harris spot will be really interesting to me. Um, as far as the defensive line goes, I know they just signed Sheldon Richardson. Yep. They signed uh, Delvin Tomlinson, yep. and Michael Pierce is going to be there. So really interesting to have that, that rotation at nose guard and three tech. Yeah, who's going to be on that defensive end spot? The other who's one? Be on, right, uh, to pair with uh, Hunter. Um, yeah. I, I believe you were talking about the rumors of Everson Griffin coming back. Would not hate that yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. He's just yeah. he. Uh, he knows he uh, burned some bridges with those those tweets. He can't. You can't call your quarterback at, or the team's quarterback ass and then uh, be like, "Oh, sorry, just kidding." Yeah. Uh, it's not not going to work out. Maybe I feel like that would only happen maybe if someone got injured, like if Hunter got injured, or or maybe if Weatherly or something like that. If someone got injured, but as far as bringing him in just to compete, no, I don't. I don't. I think that that's that bridge or that that has sailed. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in those. I'm interested to see you know left tackle, see how that goes with Christian Darrisaw since he was the number one pick for the Vikings this year. See how right guard goes with with Wyatt Davis, and hopefully he can beat out Dakota Dozier. Hopefully, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Dozier. really don't think he's going to have to do a lot to do that. Um, but yeah, and then, um, kick returner and punt returner, see, you know, who they're going to pick for that and kicker as well. Um, I think that's an underrated position that people <laughs> seem to forget about. I don't know why Vikings fans would ever forget about the yeah, kicking yeah. position because it just seems to come to bite them, you know, in terrible times. And this year they have two 
pretty inexperienced. They have a rookie and then an, another guy who's kicked 20 field goals in his whole career. So it'll be a lot of fun for for the Vikings when, when it comes to kicking. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining, Dominic. Where can people find you on Twitter? Yeah, so you can uh, find me on Twitter. My my Twitter name is at Nucci underscore 17, N-U-C-C-I underscore 17. All right, go check him. Go check him out. Go follow him there. Go check out his stuff on the Viking Age. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.